Oshkosh. Manchester United beat Spurs and it's all good so far for Solskjaer with De Gea so sharp. At the London Stadium, Nasri cut open Arsenal at one end and Fabianski kept them out at the other, while wins for Liverpool and Chelsea kept the Reds ahead at the top and the Blues in the Champions League spots. We'll also have the regular features and a dive into the rumour mill where Fernando Llorente is being linked with Barcelona and equally plausibly, I'm being linked with the US presidency. All in a day's work. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Roche is here. I am. Bernie is here. I am too. Looking smug. Well, thank you very much. And Mohanad is here. Here, here. In a, in a, uh, a shirt that reminds me of Coventry's home kit. Wow. We tell everybody what we're wearing Light every, blue. every week. Not every week. That is a remarkable Ooh. observation. I have to agree with it that. It does look like Coventry, doesn't Darren it? Darren Huckerbee. Peter Unlove. You just look like you're a Chelsea rent boy. Wow. Well, well, the low V-neck, Tom yeah. Blue. <laughs> your inner desires. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, how are you all? Everyone well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's getting... It's been the coldest week of the year. Oh, mate. It's been... Since last Thursday-ish, it's just been cold. Like, cold, cold. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's actually ridiculous. Better than last year. So Was it? Mate, it was minus thirty last year. Oh. Well, all my pipes, all, all my pipes froze. I remember. <laughs> it might, it might still get there. But. It, it was very warm in my bosom this weekend, especially, especially on Sunday. Never mention your bosom again. Well, let's let you know. My large bosom. I was gonna want to ask what his bosom is, but since, I now I remember. Since Rache took us there, let's talk about it. Rache, the, the bosom be babes. Spurs nil. I, <laughs> Spurs nil. United won. Solskjaer's fifth. Sixth in a row? Sixth. Sixth in all competitions. Record, Record for new United manager? Yes, yes indeed. Um, yeah, I mean, we literally, United fans across the world couldn't have possibly asked for a better start under Solskjaer's regime. Literally impossible. Impossible. He's actually broken the record that Matt Busby himself had. Before we get into the game, did you expect this kind of start? No. No, definitely not. I think what everyone expected was just steady the ship, everyone be calm. We will get Pochettino. That was it. There was no expectation of top four. Nothing. Nothing at all. I mean, people knew that the, the run of games before Spurs were easy, but still seeing how United would have potentially dealt with them under Mourinho, it was not a given that they would win those games. And it's not just the winning. It's the fashion that you guys did it. You know, the unleashed Pogba, the, the Rashford, the, that kind of attacking play that we saw from United. And it continued into the first half of the Spurs game was very impressive. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like looking down the fixtures list, to your point, you'd say, "Well, Mourinho could have won these games, you know, except for the Spurs game." And Solskjaer has scored maybe half or like a good chunk. Forty percent of United's goals came in just those four or five games in the league That's alone. That's crazy. And Solskjaer scored them all himself, <laughs> as a good striker would. <laughs> and and then beating Spurs actually is a statement from Solskjaer that says, "Hey, take me seriously." Well, Spurs are, are one of the best teams in the league. They are clearly the third best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's kind of the top three, and then there's a gap. Then come the Chelsea's and, and the you know the Arsenal's of, of this world. But Spurs are up there with the best two. They're not far off from them. In their starting 11, admittedly, yes, they have some squad depth mm-hmm. issues, but their starting 11 is as good as any, and they play as good as football as any. And it is because of Pochettino. And, you know, I think this game, United played very well. Alex, what do you think? I thought they were fine in the first half. I thought the first half was pretty even. United had chances. They scored the goal, which was a lovely goal. Very Although, 
it, it's interesting that goal brought up a really good comparison between Lloris and De Gea actually oh. De Gea and a lot of other goalkeepers mm-hmm. which is that and we said this recently a lot of goalkeepers even if the ball is very close to them mm-hmm. they go to dive mm-hmm. it's just their instinct or whatever how they've been trained whereas De Gea just sticks out foot because it's clo- when it's that close to yeah. you you can't dive in time I was and disappointed with Lloris I thought he should have done better <clears throat> even if you watch the replay again I've watched it a few times Vertonghen allows Rashford to shoot yeah. he yeah, doesn't yeah. close him enough because he knows you know what your angle here the, angle is fine. the finish has to be phenomenal yeah. and Lloris has to mess up yeah. and then it was a combination of both so I watched uh, Match of the Day 2 and uh, they did a side by side analysis of the Kane chance that De Gea mm-hmm. saved and this and Kane was closer Kane's was actually easier. But the difference is, we're talking about goalkeeping, was positioning. Mm. And a lot of people have said things like, you know, they were right at him and whatever. But a lot of goalkeepers have come out and said, watch the positioning of De Gea and it's first class because the gap between De Gea and the front post and De Gea and the far post, mm, he stands in a position where the only thing you can do at yeah. that point is actually hit it the way Aguero does, right top roof, near mm. post. Mm. You're never going to score from there. Whereas Lloris was all the way at his near post and gave Rashford all of the far well, post to hit. Lloris was also, so, because it was from a really bad ball from Trippier that they lost possession. Yeah. So Tottenham had the ball. Lloris was almost out of his box at the time they lost possession. So if you watch the clip again, Lloris is backpedaling in yep. position. So he doesn't also, actually know where he is. No, so it makes it difficult to be in the right spot. But, but then, Rashford's finish was commendable. It, it, was it was perfect. It was right in the corner of the net. To his form, yeah. yeah. It was a good finish and we've, Heard reports. I mean, this is this kind of thing was always going to come out, but we've heard reports about Solskjaer taking Rashford for you know extra this and that shooting. Not Lukaku. Apparently not Lukaku, <laughs> who <laughs> looks as terrible as, as ever. Actually, um, he's at the buffet. They, I was listening to a bit of commentary on the radio. It was I think it was BBC London Live, and they were just taking the piss out of Lukaku's aesthetics. They were just like, he looks a bit shabby. Looks like the shirt's too big for him. Something's just off, and it's true. He did look very weird when he came on. There was that one but chance where he came on, and he oh, was a one-on-one with either Alderweireld or Vertonghen. He, and he just, should have hit it the first. He time. should have done something, whatever it is, but better than whatever he did. He is definitely down on confidence. Um, even though he had the stats, let's say in the last couple of games, he came on, scored, and all that. But Rashford, I think right now, Solskjaer likes to play that fast, small front three: the Rashford, Martial, Lingard. And it's, it's happening but for him. Rashford's improvement, in general, see, um, suggests to me that this is not just a manager coming in and making people happy and getting results. There's not, it's that, that, uh, Paul Ince came out today and said him or Steve Bruce could have gotten exactly these results, which is complete <laughs> rubbish. Because uh, Jesse Lingard came out and said that he ha- actually has taken um, Rashford aside and worked on it. Solskjaer actually said after the first game that he's going to take him aside because he's rushing... He's not doing the right things. He's going to do that. Clearly, this has worked. So he's actually putting things into play. And by the way, you talked about Kieran Trippier losing the ball. That was a direct result of putting Jesse Lingard in a false nine sure. and forcing that, those errors because he, Harry Winks had the least touches of the midfield three. Against Chelsea, he had the most. That was a game plan and a tactical masterclass for 60 minutes. Afterwards, it became the De Gea show. Well, we don't, yeah. we don't also want to skip over Pogba's beautiful pass. He, he got the ball under his feet. And I loved how the moving it to the side and then putting it down to Rashford was almost all in the same move. He mm. didn't pause between them. And there was almost no backlift whatsoever. And the ball went 60 yeah. yards across the field. It was, it was a very good pass. It was incredible. And the point you made about no backlift is important because that is, this is Wembley Stadium and he's made a pass like this, which is about 50 yards at least. And, and Rashford, on one bounce, takes a touch and yeah. then a finish. Right. It was, it was perfect. perfect. It was. Yes. No, it was good. Um, 
the the point about the tactical masterclass I think is generous. Um, like go. playing well, playing Jesse Lingard as a force nine, like it's been done before. Um, Not at Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, they've never played Jesse Lingard as a striker. I've seen it. Well, maybe Jesse not Lingard as like his starting position, but like you've seen him drop into that position yeah, plenty of times yeah, yeah. in the rotating of the front three. Um, but in the second half, like th- this is a good win for Solskjaer. It's also an extremely lucky win. Of course, we'll get the, yeah the the chance the amount of chances that Spurs created in the second half was almost unprofessional. <clears throat> from United like, it's, it's similar did, to Liverpool can't... City game where yes. City came out with a win and Liverpool had a lot of time but this was even more and United showed two sides to their game yeah. mm-hmm. the second side I mean it, some people argue well it's not really a side if, if your keeper kind of bails you out six times and has the most saves ever and blah 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 but at the end of the day he's part of your team yeah. he helps you out when needed but there was still a solidity that you see from United without the need to bring on a fifth centre-back, without the need to bring on a Fellaini. Without, mm. He still kept pretty mm. much the same players on the field and still made it work. Um, also, I just want to point out before we move on to the second half, at the end of the first half, before, right before the goal, I think a big turning point was Sissoko getting injured. Yeah. Um, he was playing very well down that right. He was nullifying United's left side. He was playing very well, helping out with Martial's um, danger. When he came off and then a Lamella comes on, Ericsson moved to that right. It's not Completely different player. So just, um, just to mention something on the Sissoko thing. I do think that it gave them a bit of a problem, but I don't think it changed very much the flow of what was happening. Because while Sissoko was there, remember, Spurs had no shots on target in the first half. United had four. And most of the time, this is why I disagree with the tactical masterclass thing. If you look at the spaces, and we've seen this match that they drew the spaces, the tactical plan was Trippier and Ben Davis are going to be so high up Put, leave Martial and Rashford up. Do not come back. Mm. And they put the ball over there. There were two chances. One with Lingard already blazing when he should have scored. Mm-hmm. Martial on, um, what's his name? Rashford should have crossed it to um, Lingard, Lingard for a tap-in. And that was all on Sissoko's side. So, yes, Sissoko was doing her job, mostly on Pogba, but they were bypassing him every time. Sissoko being in and out would not have affected the course of that first half. Second half, I can understand that, but not the first half at all. Right, so the second half started with Spurs um, trying to be on the front foot. You could see it from the from the kickoff. Like Dele Ali and, and Kane were kind of encroaching almost into United's half before you even kicked off. Because, you know, clearly they were, you know, they had the instructions to go out and just have the energy and do their Spurs thing. And Spurs, to be honest, had looked to be the better fit team towards the end of the game. Bernie, we were talking, he said United did look a bit tired towards the end of the game, even though we know Spurs are one of the fitter teams in the league. They played a very tough 90 minutes midweek yeah. against Chelsea as well and still showed this level of, of fitness. So that, that was also very impressive, I thought. It was, and it, but that combined with the Sissoko injury brings us on to what you mentioned before, which is squad depth, which is now about to be possibly a big problem because that midfield that winks Sissoko, Eriksen, has played, I think, eight games in a row now. Right. Mid, midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend, etc. Sissoko got injured. Lamella stepped in, not the same no. kind of player at all. Kane went down at the end of the game, so we'll see how that goes. Even Son. if even if Kane plays, you know how how less effective he can be when he's injured. We yeah. saw it for the first half of the season, and then Son's off to the African, sorry, Asian yeah. games. Um, Urenta came on at the end of this game. Urenta he had a really on, good chance and fluffed his fluffed yeah. his yeah. lines. And and the ball at the end to Kane was yeah. a really good opportunity to put him in. Yeah. So. And they were considering selling Llorente, and may still do so. Um, so, squad-wise, it's going to be very difficult. Dembele is leaving. Wanyama is injured and or leaving. 
So it's going to be really interesting to see how Pochettino manages this. Yeah. So very good points, all of them. I was genuinely impressed by Harry Winks. I think he's a fantastic little pocket rocket. Um, with that being said, yeah, Spurs had a lot of chances in the second half, a lot of pressure. But this was by no means a smash and grab performance by United because they were dangerous on the break. They had many chances. Could have been 2-0, could have been 7-2 the other way. I, I agree. It, it's hard to say that United got away with it like or didn't deserve the win. You could maybe say that's it's weird. You could almost say that Spurs maybe deserved a bit better, but you can't say that United deserved less. It was one of those weird ones where I don't know how that works, but I just feel that way. That it's one of those where you say, did United concede? To, I mean, Spurs were brilliant and for 30 minutes, by the right. way, because again, 60 minutes, it was an even affair. If not, first half was United's. But then the, Lloris, as you know, we're talking about goalkeeping, he had to produce two stunning saves on Pogba himself. That's true. Yes. So it's not as if it was only traffic. It was, you come, we're coming at you, and we're going to give you a hard time. So, so the, the game plan really did work. But so Spurs let's talk about De Gea then. De Gea, obviously, before we we have to talk about it. Men of the match, phenomenal performance. A few of them, yes, seemed you know, more flashy than they needed to be, but there was two or three that were the one where... One of the other viral ran across from the corner in front yeah. of the front post. Yeah. That one was the most impressive for me. That mm-hmm. one was such high reaction time that it was, you know, sometimes they react faster than you can see it happen. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those. And and I was very impressed with him. And even his distribution this game was much better than usual. He just had a f- all round perfect game. Now, so something I want to ask is that until this point, we've been saying De Gea's not been himself this mm-hmm. season. Now, you could say a lot of United players haven't been themselves because of Jose, etc. But was he better now because the club, the mood has lifted, everyone's playing better? Was he better because he had more chance to show it because you conceded so many shots? Like, what was, what's going on with it, that? It, it may be. It, it, for all we know, it could be. Maybe people could say, sure, in the summer, in the World Cup, he was trash. Maybe because there was a hangover. I don't know. Right. But the, the way I see it is... there Sorry, is he was a, trashed? And well, he was trash in the World Cup. For Spain. Right? Oh, he yeah. was. But I think, I think when you look at the hair, you go... Whether he's the best goalkeeper in the world or not is an irrelevant conversation. But there is no other goalkeeper in the world that has games like this. There really, except for All Black, maybe. There is no other goalkeeper well, that has, has this. Well, because he has to. Because think about he it. He has to. He broke his own record. Right. I think, which was against your lot. The problem is, maybe All Black doesn't have it because he has a proper defense in front of him. At maybe. the time when Neuer was a beast, it was that one save that he had to be alert for all game. Yeah. Buffon had Juve in front of him. Like, De Gea almost has to be that guy for the past couple of years because of this United defense. One more thing about De Gea is that he has his own unique style of saving with his feet that no other goalkeeper has. That's true. That's true. Uh, And I have to say, sorry, Bernie, Lindelof is now really coming out of that shell. It looks like you guys might have a proper center back on your your hands here. If Bailly can, can be who we think he can be and if they can strike a partnership, you might not need a starting center back. Yeah. You might be able to put your resources somewhere else. Just just a quote to add to what you are saying, Mo. Mm. De Gea may or may not be the best goalkeeper in the world, but on days like this, he is surely the most compelling, most original, and most thrillingly ice cold. Yeah, no, I, no. I he, think that's... I mean, he demands our respect. There's no way There's no way getting around it. So. Yeah, and he doesn't celebrate when he makes a save, which I admire. Uh, or, or scream at everyone in sight. Yeah, yeah very true. humble guy. Um, all right, let's move on to, uh, well, for me, less... A less uh, enjoyable game. Come on now. At 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> I think, objectively, for everyone, a less enjoyable yeah, everybody, game. Everybody, yeah. I don't think any, not even West Ham fans. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, West Ham, Arsenal, London Derby. Um, just about. Just about. Arsenal playing away. And this was... Arsenal have been on a much worse run of form 
than previously. Um, that unbeaten run was slightly papering over the cracks. We it feels so long ago. It does. <laughs> it really. It it like it just a month ago. It yeah. feels. It might have been because of the Christmas holidays and stuff. It feels so long ago. Yeah, and um, this game was literally uneventful. Um, Nasri came back for West Ham and got an assist. To be fair, that's an event. Yeah. To be fair, watching Nasri, I'm still thinking, my God, his close control it's is so, so out of this world. It's so good. Is Nasri better than Meza Ozil? Nasri would get into Arsenal's team. Yes, oh. he would. 100%. Oh, that's, a no, that's a statement. Uh, no, he absolutely over, would. Over Mkhitaryan or Wobi? Yeah. Every day. Every day. Today. Like I mean, I mean let's, let's give it another game because no. we actually don't know how fit he is. <laughs> no. Let's give him one more. Could have been improving a I'm tired of fitness and running. Wobi can be fit and run all he wants. Nasri literally just, his brain and his touch is way more valuable than anything Mkhitaryan and Wobi bring. No, I mean, like, I don't know if he can still run. Like, that's what I'm saying. He did look a bit fat the last time I saw him. Well, the last time you saw him, like, out, like, yeah, at yeah. the club. Yeah, yeah, At the shawarma joint. Yeah. Where, yeah. Went to, you know, in front of Martin Yule. Yes, yes. Um, but, anyways, um, Declan Rice scored uh, the only goal of this game. He was very impressive all game, playing kind of center mid, defensive mid, yeah. next to Mark Noble. And anyone playing next to Mark Noble has to be fantastic for a yeah, time to get a win. Um, Arsenal just lacked creativity. We'll obviously get back to the Ozil thing in a bit, but all the injuries com- uh, kind of p- compounding... Um, people out of form, Shaka, Torreira's on the bench. It just what was, was a very... What was that? What was Torreira on the bench for? Was he injured and then you just blooding him back in slowly? Or I, I didn't understand that. I, I, my guess would be he plays most of the game, so at some point you have to rest him. Him and Bellerin were On the other hand, you're talking about people out of form. I genuinely think Emery is out of form. I think he made, when we talked about it, he made almost every decision right for the first, I don't know, four or five months of the season. Mm-hmm. And lately, I don't know what he's doing. Well, he's I sticking, really don't. He's sticking with a back three or a back five, whatever you want to look at it. And our only chances of creating anything for the past month has been Kolasinac, yep. our wing back, mm-hmm. yep. who cannot defend to save his life. So we have him on there because he's the only one that creates any form of final ball that mm-hmm. someone might score from. Because mm-hmm. you look at whoever's behind the strikers. Aubameyang is horrendous when he has to come <laughs> deep. I don't know why he keeps playing him under Lacazette. On the left, literally, he's not made for that close control, turning no. in midfield. He's not a king. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. He needs to be as close to goal as possible. Mm-hmm. Jamie Vardy. Yeah, that's it. Just put him on. But who's going to put him through? It will be. Ramsey's on the bench. Mkhitaryan. Who's going to put these $100 million or oh, pounds worth of strikers? Defen- yeah. Defense splitting pass from I feel as yards if Unai Emery has taken this Premier League graft thing a little bit too... <laughs> Directly, maybe because he because you know a lot of his dis- a lot of the discussion about Mesut Ozil not playing is because of you know he doesn't have the energy for the fight or the, or the bite and determination or whatever. It's like well maybe if you're just better than them like, you might win a game. I don't know. There's two points to that. One is that we have been unable to make any creativity happen to Steam. Zero mm-hmm. chance creation. Zero blah blah. blah. And Ozil is literally the player that you open the dictionary and you want chance creation. That's him. That's a stat that was made that his fans defend him with chance creation. Okay, he doesn't play. Two, people are saying, fine, you want to drop Ozil for lack of work, mm-hmm. rate, lack of effort, mm-hmm. etc. When he's not playing, I need to see it. I'm not seeing it, so why is he at home? 
Because clearly, you might as well have him there yes. than a team that doesn't press, that I'm, doesn't hustle, that doesn't do any of that. So it doesn't make sense. The logic doesn't stand. Question for Arsenal fans. With Ozil out of the squad, maybe this is an issue in the dressing room now with Emery trying to address. Maybe it's bringing the squad down. What do you think? It, it's possible. There, there was some interesting tweets from Get French Football um, today, which we've I love that before. account. I don't it's know why. It's such a good account. Yeah, really so is. reliable, very in-depth. Anyway, follow them. Um, and they were talking about Emery's time at... Uh, PSG when he basically pissed off a lot of first team squad members trying to exert his authority and make it his own team which he ended up giving up doing Mm -hmm. and admitted as much saying that this is Neymar's team and there's not really anything I can do about it Um, he isolated players Danny Alves for example Um, so it, it, was, it wasn't saying that's what's going on now mm-hmm. but it was a warning but I'm worried that he's building Arsenal on the Sevilla like the Sevilla or whatever Sevilla like map and mm-hmm. not the PSG one because I'm, I'm worried like you said Bernie he wants graft mm-hmm. he wants players that work hard for each other mm-hmm. he wants you know he, he came out with a comment and this is you know, a quote he said one player doesn't make a difference mm-hmm. and that is scary that is a bit <coughs> scary because if you think Aubameyang is not going to make you a difference if you think mm-hmm. Ozil is not going to make a difference if mm-hmm. you think your new shiny whoever star you want to buy doesn't make a difference then again he's looking for a lot of seven and a half players to play for each other and kind of do right. I I need that flair. So, I need so that. So let me ask you a broader question because is this? I I wonder if this is what he was actually brought in to do and why he was brought because well, no. he said he said that there is no money, no money whatsoever. Right now that could mean in the summer we have plans or whatever. But if you know you have a problem, right? And Arsenal do have a problem. The problem is. Mesut Ozil's not getting to your team. You're losing Ramsey, who's starting on the bench, so that means you don't have a number 10. Okay, so and your thing. other guy's injured. You so have to do something. We don't play with a number 10. The informa- well, I mean the creative force. The information sort, right? that we have is that when Emery came in and laid down his plans, Ramsey was in them, Ozil was in them. That's the information we mm-hmm. have. When, at the beginning of the season, Ra- um, what's his name? Ramsey. No, coach who have been said his name in my Emery. Emery. Oh. <laughs> Emery came out at the beginning of the season and had unbelievable quotes about Ozil. We need to after the Germany thing. We need mm-hmm. to put his, our arms around him. We need them to make to feel this is like a family blow. Mm-hmm. And the rumors are that he just didn't feel the reciprocation of effort and work rate from Ozil. And then that's when it broke down. In Southampton, he had him on the bench, and then it just broke down from there. And apparently, the problem is we have a three hundred fifty thousand week player. Mm-hmm. That is not getting to your squad. He's not going to go anywhere because no one's going to pay him that money. Nope. Mm-hmm. Why would you leave London? You know, there's no reason to go to China. Right. It's going to pay you right. the same amount of money when you can just do it in London. So we need to figure something out because this is unsustainable. It cannot continue. And Emery's not going to go anywhere. So they need to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Um, Brighton uh, lost to Liverpool 1-0. This was another Liverpool penalty. The team with the most penalties ever in the history of penalties. Salah again going down, maybe slightly, maybe slightly, just a little bit. A little bit. It's think, been a few I, weeks. He was like a helicopter. Easy. It was a tailspin right there. It's, it's. I thought it was a penalty. I did. Same, but, but soft. But, but it was one of those where my fury isn't really Salah. My fury is the FA because they have this rule about if even if you have contact, if you exaggerate and fall, buckle and fall over. We talked about this. Omar Nias got two game suspension, but. So I didn't get one for Newcastle. He's not going to get one for this. It's just like... Racism. It's, exactly. 
It, it is. It is too much. It just. It just is too much. And I, he I, should just relax a little bit. I have seen another Egyptian dive and exaggerate his tailspin. Monet. Yeah. <laughs> and my God, he was good. <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe he recently. just runs in the DNA. Maybe we should get El on. Yeah, yeah. You know, get a few penalties. Just stick him in the box. <laughs> um, was there a yelp with the dive, or was it just <laughs> silent? There. I think in hindsight, there was a sound made. I was really far away across ah, the field, right. but I did see. And like my God, he he spun himself. He was an acrobat. <laughs> yeah, we've got that. We've got that. And he was looking for the contact. He knew he was coming. Sure. It was one of those, like, read the situation and then do your All own. the best do it, mate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Salah's penalties are actually quite impressive, actually, on, on a side note. I think he takes he really good penalties. leathered that. Yeah. The keeper went the right way. Just no way. He wasn't keeping that out, Clive. Another clean sheet for Liverpool is getting boring now. They're just really solid defensively. A year and a half ago, it what? was a Liverpool were a joke. Now, yeah. now, they just had two losses in a row. They got back on track with this one. Yeah, they're, but they conceded still, yeah. six goals this season. It's, it's unbelievable. Insane. I actually thought, I looked at the, the lineups going into this game, and I was like, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Glenn Murray. No, I didn't. Uh, you, didn't. Did. you didn't really think I did. Oh, you did. Yes, I did. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a tight game. It was a very tight game. First half, Liverpool didn't really see a lot of chances. Brighton were doing very well defensively. They are slightly on a on a, a good run of form, like up leading up this game. They weren't doing too badly. It doesn't get mentioned very much, but Chris Hewton has done an unbelievably good job. He really has. Well, because he's not hipster. No one no. talks about it. People like the German do their hardest field and yeah. the, you know all that hipster stuff. But no one wants to talk about Chris. Chris Hutton uh, because he's boring and nor do we people <laughs> actually forget he exists <laughs> Chris Hutton prefers it that way Every, like you can oh, see his yes. press conference like no no like he's just not interested in anything outside of like the yep. past 90 minutes I think I've been a Chris Hutton fan ever since he got sacked at Newcastle for doing a good job yes, yes. that was completely <laughs> especially when they played replaced it with Pardew <laughs> yeah. to, to be fair they went and finished fifth yeah. but after that it all went down yeah, yeah. yeah. I've um, been a fan of Chris Hutton since his first album hey wow. Cool. Oh, okay. The Chris wow. Hutton LP. Wow. Yes. Um, so, should we take a break or should we move on? I'm not sure. Let's take a break. Yeah? Yeah. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. Ow. This week, it's Wesley Schneider, and we are split down the middle. Mm-hmm. Rochet's slightly on the fence. Like a Wesley yeah. Schneider through ball. Mm-hmm. Unlike that, because that's probably overhit. So, <laughs> probably. absolute fraud of the nth degree, overrated. People who want him to have won the Ballon d'Or that year are absolute frauds as well with him in the same basket. Oh, the fraud basket. The in fra- you go. Get Wesley in the Schneider. basket. Wow. Okay. Uh, so clearly we know where Mohanad stands. I'm, I'm right there. Uh, you're right there with yeah, him? Yeah, he's supposed to be in the pocket. You know, the number yeah. 10 pocket. Instead, he's in the fraud basket. I'm, I'm curious as to, as to why, because you haven't actually said anything. Well, it's because I hate overratedness. Yeah, but what does that it mean? It kills me in my soul. Yeah, but what does that mean? It's not Wesley Schneider's fault. People just think he's better than he is. Which makes him a fraud. Okay, so he has he has tricked you. But how? Okay, I, I, this is I'm I'm prepping you for this because I'm like, let everyone is going to allude to that one year, I, right? That's what everyone's going to allude to, right? Forgetting actually when he was at Real Madrid. Or was it? I think it was the yeah. World Cup. Forgetting that when he was actually at Real Madrid with uh, Robin, he was actually very Van very good. And exactly that whole trio. They were actually very very good. But their main idea is people forget. Was he not the top scorer in that World Cup? I believe he was a top scorer in that World Cup. Does one year make you a goal? That no, 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 World no. Cup sucked. My point is this. <laughs> yes, it was the worst <laughs> World Cup in it history. Did. It did. But he was a top scorer in that World Spain Cup. For a Dutch team that didn't actually score many goals. First off, Iniesta got the golden ball or whatever it is for doing nothing. No, no, no. It was Iniesta uh, won it. No, wasn't yeah, it the, the Uruguay it. striker? No, no, no. Forlan got Forlan? the golden. Which one is the top scorer? 
Like him yeah, and Schneider had to share or whatever. Booth, but yeah. Iniesta got the best player Shoot. when he didn't really do very much. We know right. Spain didn't do very much. Right. This guy dragged Holland. The treble at Inter Milan won. He was Same the year. absolute yeah. best player. And it okay, now it's not a doubt. You mentioned the treble with Inter Milan going into the World Cup that season. Valid point. However, anything achieved under Jose Mourinho should it's be discounted to zero. <laughs> <laughs> also, they wouldn't have won that without Gabby Melito. Yes, yeah. and they wouldn't have won yeah. more without and Samuel Eto'o. What's his face on the floor and Pique getting a red or whatever it's called? Uh, Mota Samuel? Mota. They wouldn't have also won it without pouring all the sand on the pitch to beat Barcelona. That I get that. Sand who, is goat. But who gave Gabi Benito the goals? Schneider did. Schneider, first of all, retired way too early and went to like Turkey. Second of all, he does not have the technical ability of some of the midfielders that people like to put the bracket in the Pirlos and the Chavis and the Iniestas. He just does not have that technical ability. Yes, he can strike a really, you know, he has the Coutinho in him, but that makes you a fraud. Mm. <laughs> yes, so I agree. He did a lot of, he did a lot of getting the ball inside left, yeah. cutting back in on the Coutinho. right, switch. You guys are comparing him with the wrong people, which shows a fundamental misunderstanding of what he is. He was a pure number 10 and slid, slid the ball into the striker all the time and scored howitzers. You're comparing him to Xavi and Pirlo who is this a deep line playmaker? Not what he was. Speaking of comparing, he his body was in a pear shape. <laughs> Absolute out of form. He is so unfit. He literally looked like a pear. Yeah. I hate him from that's, his head to his toe. To that point. From right. his head to his toe. <laughs> Which isn't very far at all, no. to be honest. To that point. Shakiri looking. How many appearances do you think Schneider got in, in like in, at most for one club? The Wikipedia I don't know. Was he on Inter for like 100. four years or something? I don't know. 76 appearances for Inter. Yeah, because he's on that's, the bench. That's make... barely two seasons worth of appearances. That's not his like, problem. The, his, <laughs> one, of the, <laughs> one of the main reasons that Schneider is not a goat is because he simply didn't play enough games to be a goat. Oh, here, here. here. He, played, he played 124 games for Galatasaray. Other than Ajax, that's more than he played for anyone that's else. So in, at retirement and coming through. You guys are in the so middle, yeah. nothing's nothing. happening. Well, nothing. We know that FIFA is a fraud, but he was in contention to win the Ballon d'Or. No, he wasn't. World Cup No, he wasn't. He wasn't. frauds. He was. He wasn't, though. Nobody has to remember. I did say that anything achieved under Jose Mourinho is immediately discounted to zero. So that year doesn't count. So after, other than that... Okay, Bernie, outside of that year, mm-hmm. give it to us. The goatness. The goatness was at Real Madrid, at yeah. Ajax. Yeah. He, he was a brilliant player. He was if, such a goat at Real Madrid, they sold him immediately. immediately. Yes, and they sold Iron Robin. So that doesn't guy, prove anything. Guy running around in white looking like a clown. <laughs> it was horrendous. <laughs> they sold him and Robin. And if all I, he did was look at the guy in front of him. Push the ball slide to the right and then try and curl it. Like, literally, continue of that time. It's horrendous. If I remember correctly, Snyder and Robin at Real Madrid was a failure of a Real Madrid team. No, it wasn't. They won the league. It was a failure on Madrid's part because I thought they should have kept Robin, who was a goal. But those players were booted out so fast. Booty. Yes. They Which, just couldn't deal with the fact that they had two bald-headed guys on the same Yeah, team. they looked the same. It was hard. <laughs> well, also, <laughs> they bought him and Van der Vaart and they didn't like each other either. So it was just bad planning all Did they have Robin... Huntelaar, Van der Waard, oh, and uh, Schneider at the same time? Maybe. I think that there's definitely some crossover. That's just too much Dutch. Right? Way too much. Like, you can't have that much Dutch. It all I goes forgot about Huntelaar completely, like, out of like my memory. Like, he was gone. No, he was a good striker. I, never, I didn't think of him for like 10 years. For someone that likes Bastos, you should not be making this comment. They're all that's Bastos. True. That's true. <laughs> so, Roche, yes. you're the split here. Are you going goat or fraud? Fraud. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. 
Speaking of people who divide opinion and defences, David Luiz's ball over the top for Pedro. No luck, 60-yard pass. Unbelievable. We're not, that's how good it was when I was talking about Chelsea or the score or no. the game. It was <laughs> no. no luck pass. It was all about that. Which, Bernie, you tried to replicate yesterday in our kickabout. Yeah, I really did. I mean, the field is only 20 no, Alice had long. no idea what I was doing. Because <laughs> <laughs> Rache is on the right hand side, Alice on the left. I'm looking Rache dead in the eye, and I'm like, huh? to Alice, Alice didn't know what was happening. It was like 40 yards over my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, Louise perfected it to Pedro, whose first touch was beautiful. Oh. And then with the other foot, you know, that, that um, ambidextrous Pedro stuff. Um, put it over the keeper very nicely. Gorgeous. Um, to give Chelsea, I think, the lead. Um, and then Willian also scored. So, like, Chelsea fans were not sure whether to celebrate or not because the, the whole Pedro Willian hate is high. Mm-hmm. But also, high. they won them the game. So, it was, you know, they were really divided this game. Whoa. You can see it on Twitter. They're like, oh, it's Willian, but we're up to I, one. I actually think they have to make their peace with this. A, because Sari has said Willian is a very important player, isn't going anywhere. Whether you agree or not, that's your manager. And B, without a striker, that's where your goals are coming from. But you, the problem is, the rumours that they hate is that Barcelona apparently want to give them Malcolm and like 30 million and apparently Chelsea said no. Which I find very, very hard. One, because why would Barcelona offer that? And yeah. two, why would Chelsea think about it? No, 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 think about no, no, no. it. No, yes, think exactly. Barcelona are terrible in the transfer market window. They, they are horrible. No, no, no. Think about what you just said. They'll sign me for 40 right. million. Why would Barcelona do that? Yeah. The same club that did the Eto's Latin yes, thing, yes, they exactly. could do that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, mean, I would imagine Coutinho wants them to do that. How much sway he actually has, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Coutinho himself cannot make himself do what he wants at right, this point. So. Exactly. Um, rumors of Higuain, well, not rumors, Gattuso came out and said Higuain is leaving. Now, the rumors are, you know, is it Chelsea on loan? What's going on? Is it the local bakery? Yeah. <laughs> by, the, by the way, uh, after he did say that, I don't know if he's related or not. Iguain absolutely clattered Gattuso in training. <laughs> so Gattuso's dead. <laughs> nice! Like, he really did clatter him in training. I'm very so happy about I don't know if they're related, but I really hope those two things are linked so to each other. B- b- before we move here, Chelsea, what is really... I mean, their aim is trying to get into that top four. They are currently favourites for that last final fourth spot. They are fourth. Right, as in, like, to end the season. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Trying to get into the top four. They are fourth. Okay, I, I apologize. So Chelsea are favourites to stay in the top four. Mohamed, you absolute yeah. idiot. <laughs> and you think they're going to finish there? Or maybe United with a good run? Because it's definitely You've discounted yourselves already? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. I uh, think Chelsea will stay there, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I, I who's, think who's dropping out of the top four for you? Alex. No one. No, well, no one. No one. Chelsea, Chelsea really is staying there. there. Wow. Yeah. Really? I, I just think... United under Solskjaer, obviously, it's been a brilliant start. We just don't know. We don't, we don't know enough about this team to, to predict much. So, Chelsea, we know they pick up wins. They haven't been wonderful. They started the season very well. They might add a striker in the January transfer window, which should help. But they just get the job done against most teams good in season the season. Sorry, finishing fourth. Oh, yes. I agree with the, that I think Chelsea are the favourites for that. But I disagree with the logic that Chelsea get stuff done because they've had a lot of draws. Like a lot of draws, they've had losses they shouldn't have had, and until they figure out that striker situation, you cannot keep just going along the way well, you're going to, along. It's not going to be sustainable at all. They need to figure out a lot of things. Their center back, they need to figure out. They need to figure out their Kante, Jorginho setup because right now Jorginho is just passing passes left, right, and center. All the stats of two thousand plus this and that useless, zero assists, mm-hmm. has no creativity whatsoever. Barkley, Kovacic, none of them really step up to the plate. And then you've got your Hazard playing that false nine. Um, you know, they have a lot to 
to remedy in the transfer mm -hmm. market. So if he can just sorry can get him over the line into the Champions League again, yes, and then really start to mm -hmm. try and do something next year, that would be good. If so they get a striker, I believe in them hundred percent. What's not, interesting not as right, they are right now? What's interesting right now is that um, Sari has the only position that Sari has actually spoken publicly about wanting is a midfielder to replace Fabregas to be able to give Jorginho some cover. So they're looking at, at Barella from Cagliari and um, Paredes, who's at Zenit St. Petersburg. They're both good players, but they're both young. They're both going to need to adapt. I don't like. Do they need a, another body in there? No. You could put Kante there and then play any one of Kovacic, Barkley, Loftus Cheek. But apparently that, he doesn't so, want to use those. So guys. that was the question I was going to ask. The Loftus Cheek. Mm. What does Loftus Cheek, even Hudson Odoi? Because with William Pedro thing, actually the, the person who suffers the most from it is Hudson Odoi. And you look at this Georgina replacement, I think to myself, if you're having Georgina as your number one option, let him be the number one option. But if you need a second option, why spend when you can. Loftus Cheek has played in the Europa League and whatever, and he's been brilliant. He's, he's good. Scored, he's scored a hat trick and he's passed the ball with the best of them. Why do this? I think Sari has. There's this stubbornness about him, and I think it's actually to Chelsea's detriment. Honest, honest to goodness, I think it is. It's the uh, it's the nicotine withdrawal, man. <laughs> it might it's be tough. It might be. Yeah. Anyway. Um, City Wolves. Before we move on from the Premier League, um, City got a very easy win today. Um, you know, red card. Yeah, red. Well, they scored first. To be fair to them, they you know they were gonna win this Was it game. Jesus Navas scored one two penalty. Goals. So yeah, Jesus scored the first one. Uh, then he got a penalty. Jesus Navas. Uh, Gabriel no, Jesus. Gabriel oh. Jesus, sorry. Jesus Navas is in, uh, like, Sevilla. Sevilla. He's going back to Spain. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And um, what's it called? Um, he, the red card didn't help Wolves at all. Well, I mean, it was after 19 minutes. Like, you're already screwed against City. Volley, right? Yeah. I mean, Wolves give everyone a game. So, you know, it, been, it might have been a lot harder for City had this not happened. But after 19 minutes, a man down against City, forget about it. They right. played three times better than uh, the team that they lost 9-0 to or whatever. It was. Burton. 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 Yeah. Albion. Yes. Yeah. I mean, three that was... Three not bad, but 10 men? Come on. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Wolves actually didn't play that bad, but they just defended the whole game. And then they chucked on, what's his name, Adama in the second half to just yeah. run around. Oh, see, what Wolves should have done is defaulted this game. Because yeah. they would have lost 3-0. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have had the red card. No injuries, you know, mm, would have been fitness. Yeah, yeah. They asked Pep before the game about Ruben Neves and his apparent interest in him, and he said he wouldn't spend. There are lots of clubs, there are lots of holding midfielders. He wouldn't spend a hundred million on Ruben Neves. And I thought, is that was that the number? Like, I was think, that a thing? I, I didn't. Think, I didn't realize that was a thing. Well, I think million. if you're Wolves, you know that bids are going to come in for him this summer. Then yeah, you you ask for a hundred million and see which idiot gives you the money. Because they, they, they are, they are up there. Yeah. I just never heard the rumors. I was wondering, did Pep just make this up on his own? Or probably, you know, yeah. He's a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're not going to really talk about any of the other games. Nah. Um, Everton did get a good win, though. Um, Dini is killing it. They played well, yes. It was a good header, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Watford Palace game was insane. You have the worst goals in the world, and you have some of the best goals in the world. And you have Tom Cleverley. And and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to briefly touch on Cardiff Huddersfield nil nil draw horrendous. Like I don't know anyone who would choose to watch this game, but Cardiff are linked with an eighteen million pound move for um, a guy called Salah, who's an Argentinian striker who plays for Nantes. And this just—it's it, so desperate. Is it just Salah putting on a Huddersfield? <laughs> Is it Huddersfield or Cardiff? It's Marcelo it's Cardiff. Salah. Just putting on a Cardiff shirt, playing for them. It's—it's this, if this happens, they're gonna, it's going to be such a disaster. Because of Brexit. 
<laughs> I mean, crazy. that's another thing. Oh, because when I saw this on this list, I thought Rashid was. I thought Axe was going with Neil Warnock and Brexit. Well, there's and that too. Like Neil that's Warnock, I thought you were going Neil Warnock's in favour of Brexit, which is idiotic because <laughs> it means that he won't be able to get work permits for players that he wants well, to buy. Yeah. Yeah. He's too thick to realise that. Yeah. And then Huddersfield sacked uh, David Wagner. Yeah, deserved it. You guys just stole yeah. my Mumu. I never liked that guy. Oh really? Oh yeah, sorry. but it's okay. I'll find another one. All right, huh? let's do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I do Mumu. <laughs> One thing we are no sha Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day Mumu go wake up. I was in the mood, I completely forgot this was a Mumu of the week. Uh, so that was a video of Raul Morelish. How do you pronounce Morelish. it? Morelish. Yeah. <laughs> Portuguese is a great language. Love and it. he's doing a lip sync challenge dressed as a like a gypsy of some yeah. kind. Yeah. I don't know. He had a thing around his head, bare yeah. chested, and really bad dancing. Well into it though. Well into <laughs> the it. Lip-sync lip sync Portugal, which was apparently worse is a thing. Than watching a link of like a game in North Korea. He was off by like 20 <laughs> seconds on the lip sync. It was horrendous. Could have my internet connection. Oh, yeah. he wow. looked so bad. Yeah, so, it was, it was so bad. bad. Um, good, good to see him enjoying his retirement. Like, like, you know when they say you do media duties after, this is not what I expected. <laughs> no. <laughs> it really no. Isn't. Still a better player than Wesley Snyder. My quick oh one is... <laughs> <laughs> my quick one is... Um, so Milan won a game in the cup and they took a photo, a group photo on the plane on the way back and um, Higuain is in it. And then people zoomed in, and right kind of behind one of the players, Higuain, in his hand, they zoomed into his hand, and he's holding a full box of Nutella, like, dough bar things. There's like eight of them in there, and he's just holding them. And obviously it doesn't help fuel the whole, you're so fat, you need to lose weight thing. And he's like, he's ready to just dive in right after this photo. He cannot wait for this photo to be done. To be fair, you do have to carb load after after playing a game, but it's just optics. Yeah, yeah, optics. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure Nutella yeah. load is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> I'll here. take one of those. Uh, we'll, we'll do our last one, and it comes from Colombia. I don't think we had one from there. Colombia. Um, this is spectacular. <laughs> the country where the longest goes. Originally. Yeah. yeah, you could have been longer, but sorry. 58 seconds. Um, so, so, let's see. This happened in the Campo Bolivar field. In the town of Sabanalagra <laughs> in northern Colombia. Like League 7. Something like that. Some village with the goats. Like so, context <laughs> Colombia as a country decided that in their league they're going to have VAR. So, this team decided to get ahead of it. It's going to come next season. They said, let's do it now. They're going to have VAR. They're going to have like VAR. league, whatever. In whatever okay. league in Colombia. So, they decided, let's get ahead of it. Uh, there was a friendly going on, and apparently there was a penalty. And he decided to go to VAR. Great. But what VAR was, was a guy who they contacted who made this homemade system in his house <laughs> where it's two camcorders, which I'm sure he used for his private situation. On tripods. <laughs> so thank God they didn't go back through yeah. the camera to get that stuff. But it's just two camcorders, like the one that we took to, to Europe, which mm. was a shitty thing. And they went and they were scrolling through the thing to see whether it was <laughs> but wait a, a where penalty was his, or not. Like where was his house located? Yeah, like, in the stadium? Apparently he's a neighbor to the stadium, but like they didn't go to his house to find it. They brought his stuff yeah, to just the knock stadium. on his door. <laughs> Oi! So how long did that, that ordeal take? Yeah, I don't know, but probably they probably have to continue the game the next day while they scroll through the footage. <laughs> yeah. All I know is on the picture, they were smiling like they knew this was a joke. Like, it was hilarious. <laughs> 
One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Let's do the rumor mill. Everyone yeah. loves a bit of transfer tittle tattle. It's titillating, isn't it? It very much. What is. else is January four? Exactly. The transfer window. Right, Bournemouth, who have wasted all the money they've ever had in the world on, on Jordan Ibe, on Jordan Ibe, <laughs> on Jermaine Defoe, on oh. Dominic Solanke, on Benikafobe. I could go on, but I'm not going to. The only good one was on loan in Klein. Yes. We don't even know if that's going to be good either. Uh, Klein, Klein looked good against everything. I'm inclined to agree. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth apparently are asking Chelsea for 75 million for Callum Wilson, who, let's remember, <laughs> has had two ACL surgeries in the last four years. <laughs> so did they do it with a straight face or did they like, giggle halfway through that? <laughs> I would be giggling. I think Roche's current response yeah. is exactly the response everyone In fact, I, I saw this on the list as we were talking about other stuff earlier. And I burst out laughing. So if I, if you hear me laughing, yeah, because you burst randomly. out laughing because Alex wrote it down as Bournemouth one seventy five million for Callum Wilson. La 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 la. You know what makes this even worse is that they Chelsea came probably said yeah Callum Wilson how much and they said they went seventy five and they went we'd rather have the Nutella guy. <laughs> <laughs> we um, get the Nutella as well. You know? We've known that we fat about ninety four. <laughs> we we um we talked about Paredes and Barella a little yeah. bit in the Chelsea game. Um, Llorente is linked with Barcelona. That's brilliant. Yeah. What for? What well, because he fits their style of play. You know, that long ball, yeah. hold up, yeah. bring everyone into play. Oh, and then pass the mess and he shoots from inside the box? Yeah. That's how they want to play? Done. Oh, right, I then. mean, th- literally, he just takes one person away. So one person on the opposition team can't tackle Messi if they have to mark <laughs> Llorente. Like, well, that's it. Get 10 Llorentes. Can I just say, Llorente's career is the exact career I would want. You don't want to be the star, no. you know? But he's been at Juventus, yeah. been at Tottenham, where Bil- was he? Bilbao. Bilbao and potentially Barcelona. That is an amazing life. It's I'm just great. saying, you oh. can tell your grandkids I play for these clubs, they don't have to know. And he's lived in some brilliant cities. Yeah. Yes. And, and he's a beautiful man. Yeah. His life well, has been he fantastic. He's okay. He's no. tall, he's good looking. You'll take it. you take it. Um, West Ham bid 10 million for Shelby. So <laughs> that is in that, all right. Mark Noble, Jack Wilshire, John Joe Shelby, Brexit midfield three. Yeah, this they're they're on the line. high from all the drugs they did after beating Arsenal. <laughs> so they thought, you know what, lads, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna bid ten million for John Joe Shelby. Well, that's what they, they thought. If we sign Nasri, people gonna think we're batshit crazy. Yeah. But he played well. Now we have to batshit crazy yeah. and let's sign Voldemort. Like, come on. <laughs> John Shelby is evil. He's the bastard of football. He really is. He is. And the, the, what makes this even better is that apparently they want to let Pedro Obiango. Um, Fiorentina interested him. Obiango's a good player. He is. He's a useful you player. You don't need to replace him with Shelby. No. And Fiorentina don't have money. How much are you gonna get for this yep. guy? Loan. They'll write a check. Arnautovic is him and his brother agent want want like willingly. <laughs> to go to China to pursue trophies. Yes, titles. But, um, but, um, he, he didn't say trophies, he said titles. And when he gets to China, they're just going to make him a lord or something. Yeah, the title of Belen of the season <laughs> when he moves. I, was, I, was thinking, I can't remember what podcast it was where they said, you just got out of the Bentner Vortex. Yes. <laughs> now you want to go back into it. Come on, it's man. Um, this one is not too bad of a signing. Fulham want to have Sherla on one side and Babel on the other. Unbelievable. Bring back, you know, Mate, 20, 10. Get Dirk Coit down the middle and oh, you're all set. Man. Bring back Sam Allardyce's Bolton Wanderers from 2003. Yeah, why fair, not? Fair. What's his name? They had some good players. Oh, they Ivan had, Campo. Uh, Okocha. Gary Speed. Uh, and Nakata. My God. Here's the thing I don't understand. Bruno Ngatti. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Hero too, actually. Oh, yes, they did. Both of them had some. They had some. They were fun. Yeah. They the left back was good. Can't remember his name. Like the keeper. 
was great. Oh, Yaskalai was a beast. He was great. The only thing is, I don't understand how they did it financially. Like They're paying the wages and the pensions at the same time. So... Yeah, the thing is, like Ryan Babel's life is going well. He's having a renaissance. He's back in the Holland team. Why ruin it by going to Fulham? Because apparently he's going to shit over the last like two months. At oh, the really? Shit yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough then. Sure. Um, Dortmund have signed uh, Baleri, 19-year-old center back from Boca. I'm right. not gonna pretend like I know who he is. I no. put this in because I just want to like Dortmund have signed a 19-year-old center back from Argentina. Which means I assume good. that in two years they're gonna, gonna be paying 50 million. Yeah, we're just gonna have to go. Actually, watch the entire uh, series for the the Boca series to understand. This, this is exactly yes, exactly. This is why Alex put yeah. it. Yeah, saw his name on the team. It's a good point. They the only reason they're doing this is they're gonna sign him in three seasons for uh, sell him for seventy five million. I trust them. That's yeah. the thing. There are clubs around Europe, and you can look at their transfers and know that in a year or two, everyone's gonna be after these players. Yeah. Monaco, Porto, Porto, Dortmund, Dortmund, yeah. a couple others. You know, you just know. Um, so, uh, loans from Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Cesc went to Monaco, so you know he's being coached by Thierry Henry, which is insane. If um, anything, Cesc might be coaching him. Yeah, he started <laughs> the game one-one against Marseille. Um, gave a beautiful yeah. pass to Tillman, who messed mm. it up. By the way, you know they have the same agent, him and Henry. So this was not a difficult deal to get. Oh wow, really? Yeah. And Henry uh, still needs an agent. Manager yeah, needs agents. Yeah, 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 I guess. No, like manager, media stuff. He has a lot of things. Yeah. Restaurant, right. something like that. Um, what's his Writing name? Writing letters for when he gets sacked. This is true. <laughs> like apology letters. I'm sure. Well, Bachuai is going to Monaco supposedly, right? And that's from the Belgium connection. So he's just being a bit of a fraud manager. That's sad for Bachuai. He's got to go back round to get to where he started when Chelsea first bought him. <laughs> he's a back <laughs> as a decent League One striker. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Chelsea could use him as a sub striker. You'd think, right? Like, you think you know what? It's 70th minute. We haven't scored. Chuck on Bachuai. That's what of... Conte did in the year that they won the league. He won. Didn't he win them the league with that goal? Yes. Like the last goal of that. Game. Anyways, uh, like I'd start him over Morata, but oh yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. Um, Alex, you take this one because. Right, last one. Um, from Club America to Real Betis for 12.6 million, Diego Lanes. He's only in because his name is wicked. Stay in your lane, mate. Look at his face. Look at his what? little face. The, no. the thing is, Alex should, this. for people, who, they, can't, they can't see what's going on, but Alex gave Mohan a little glance. Yeah, like, you ready for this? Like, and it was so cute. This yeah, is the context. Really There's history behind this. In 20, I think it was 2014, oh, Jonathan. Alex had actually put on Jonathan Silva in our agenda. Jonathan oh, yeah. Silva, who had transferred from Estudiantes to... Sporting Lisbon. Sporting... Lisbon. No, I think this was before Sporting Lisbon. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> this was before that. <laughs> this is in his youth. Completely out of the map. And Mohamed was like, what is this? What is this? Oh, and then we went to, we went to Italy. Yeah. Jonathan Silva was at Torino. Playing for Torino. Or Roma. Something. Well, he was supposed he, to play that day. He, and Alex was so excited, and then Sad plays him play. Yeah. yeah, he did go on loan to Roma though the year after. <laughs> Jonathan Silva, look out for him. He's about twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? I think that's pretty much the rumor mill. That's it. You you guys transferring anywhere? Uh, no, no, still here. No, still here. Yep. Cool. Um, Quiz February thirteenth. Yes. Ah yes, the next under the cosh trivia night February thirteenth at Opera Bob's in Toronto. Members of the uh, Canadian Public. Premier League editorial team have registered their team and they are coming to compete against you so yes. register uh, our pinned tweet has the registration link so check that out and we will see you February 13th yeah and uh, already putting questions together they're looking good oh my and, and we're so good. generous we made sure it was not on the 14th we just made it on yeah. the 13th yes. so that all of you can have wonderful plans with significant others thanks the call <laughs> and you can discuss with everyone in attendance at the quiz what they got their significant others <laughs> <laughs> so you can feel terrible about yourself and go and fix it the next day <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye.
Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Thank you.